everyone. Welcome back to a special episode of Drunk Discussions. Today, I am joined with Logan and Paul. How are you guys doing today? Hi, how are you? How are you doing? doing fantastic. Paul, what are you drinking on, bud? Um, I actually got some specialty stuff from Pennsylvania. Resurgent bourbon whiskey. Oh, resurgent. How's it resurgent. taste? I'm going to let you know here in a second. Oh, he's pouring it. He's drinking it. It's ASMR now. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, wow. Can we get a little? Can we get a little? Oh. <laughs> We've got a description of taste. Um, it's got a little bit more citrusy, like citrus to it with um, almost maybe like a hint of, of vanilla. Let you just read off the label of description. No, of I taste. just pulled it up. That's just my my uh-huh. taste notes. Okay, what you drinking on, Logan? Uh, I am drinking on Jefferson's Ocean, which Paul said was trash. And Not don't say it again. Don't Not say it again. You, you don't have to say it again. And I think it's really good. I think it's really really good. And how it's going to get better it? the more I drink. So how, how salty is it? <laughs> how salty? It's um, pretty salty bourbon, man. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 super salty. It tastes like uh, tastes like the ocean. You know. You want to know how you can cut the price in half and get the same flavor? Half. By Evan Williams and just pour a thing of salt in it. Stop. Ooh. Stop. <laughs> I'm drinking on some Woody, good old Woodford Reserve double oaked, and Ooh. people are gonna hate me for this. I understand the cost of that bottle, but I mixed it with Coke Zero. So <gasps> how yeah. dare you? Hey, look, a man will drink what he wants to drink. Blasphemy. Right? Um, so something's coming up this weekend, right? Oh, yes. You guys are listening to it right now. It's going to be after Mother's Day. So we have a special guest that we're going to be bringing on today. That is, it's going to be an exciting podcast. That's all I got to say. We're going to learn a lot, a lot about Connery. Wait a second. Mother's Day is coming up this weekend. Oh yeah. Well, technically it's past for our listeners, but it's a big weekend for all the moms out there. Fuck. I got to wish my mom a mother's happy Mother's Day. I forgot. Let's uh let's go ahead and roll that intro. What happened was we were, we got caught up in a drunk discussion and then he burned the bacon. Where we talk about everything and know nothing. You know what I mean? So it's it kind of seems like a win-win-win. Here's Gerald. Come on, everybody, I'm dead. <laughs> Just draw a dick on it. It's not offensive. It's a dick. Everyone's got a dick nowadays. You tell me more, because I don't know anything about it. Oh, a Flapper's a 1920s dancer, you motherfucker. Um, got a lot of bagels. I like my bagels. Chug 30. Cheers. Salute. I mean, this shit's free, right? Monday morning. Time on in. Discussions. The Eagle has landed. And welcome back, everybody. Like we said, we have one heck of a special episode today. We have one of the greatest guests so far. We have a woman that birthed the one and only Connery of this podcast joining us today. So we have a rap sheet of questions to ask this wonderful woman. Welcome to joining us. We have Susan. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Or didn't I invite myself? Yeah, she's she's actually the one that <laughs> called me up and said, "Hey, can I can I be on your podcast?" I was like, "Great timing! What a great timing!" <laughs> oh, it was a great idea. We're happy to have you, Susan. Oh Thank man, you. this is gonna be a fucking roast of Connery. Tonight, oh, it is. It? So get ready for your drinking because you're gonna need it. You're gonna be red by the time we're done with this. So, so let's all take a drink and a toast to Mother's Day. 
to all those amazing moms out there and everything you do to us because I am one hell of a mama's boy. That's for sure. Hey, mom, you know, what, are you, mom. what are you drinking on tonight, mom? Okay, so I um, like to support women. Anyway, I've got Buzzball. Um, they are high alcohol content drinks. So I got Fruit Punch, um, a White Russian, and then I got Mike's Hard Lemonade, uh, Strawberry Lemonade. I give one hell of a mix, everywhere. that's for sure. Can I give it, a backstory? So, Pardon? So, <laughs> yeah. Remember when dad made that fresh, uh, as I'm born a drink. Remember when dad made that bottle of wine and I first invited over my wife, Lauren? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you and Lauren split that bottle and you were both trashed. Was 36 proof. <laughs> Yeah, well, look for for wine. Yeah, yes, <laughs> the shit was fire. That's we used champagne. Al- we use champagne alcohol or yeast. So We're my mom's a lightweight. Yes, yeah, my I'm mom's a lightweight. So this is going to be a fun podcast. We've already been pre-gaming, Mom, Logan, and I. So uh, Paul just hopped in. Paul, you've been pre-gaming too, right, buddy? Oh, my God, yeah. So we went <laughs> to this heck of a of a bourbon bar. I'm going to do a shout-out to him. I talked to the owner today. It's called Opa's in, Colo- in, in Delaware. He has, listen to this, guys. You guys are bourbon heads. He has 2,000 bottles to pick from. Wow. That's impressive. It's insane. It is a hell of a collection. Yeah. You want to get him as a sponsor of the podcast? Yo, I would <laughs> love that. And I told him to listen. So speaking of which, for all of our listeners, if you have a local distillery that you're a huge fan of, we are now accepting sponsorships as we are continuing to grow. We have a, a professional contract, the whole nine yards. All we, we request is a sample of the product and we will go ahead and sample it on air. And then you will receive a ad spoken um, twice an episode. One in the beginning, one at the end, 60 second splits. Uh, and we will talk about your product. We will promote you. Uh, so if you're wanting to become a sponsor of Drunk Discussions podcast, just reach out to us at drunkscussion.crew at gmail.com. And we'd be happy to talk about your product. All right. So I feel like we should uh, start off Mother's Day, right? I think, didn't you do some research into uh, Mother's Day itself and like, you know, the history of Mother's Day? I did. Yeah, I did. Well, okay. I would love to hear how this goes. So, you know, uh, Jarvis from Iron Man, right? No. Yeah. It's Jarvis started Mother's Day. No, not Jarvis, but Anna Jarvis herself started a campaign back in the early 1900s uh, campaigning for it to be an official holiday. uh, Mother's Day in 1905, uh, the year her own mother died. So the first larger scale celebration of the holiday, though, was in 1908 when Jarvis held a public memorial for her mother in the hometown of Grafton, West Virginia. Take me home. To the Country place. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> it up. Way to go, bud. Um, so, so over the next few years, though, Jarvis went ahead and pushed the holiday to be uh, an officially recognized holiday. And President Wildrow Whistlin himself signed the proclamation making Mother's Day an official holiday to take place the second Sunday of May. Uh, so that's kind of the backstory of Mother's Day. We can owe it all to Anna Jarvis and her mom's vagine. Oh, well, thank you, Anna. I'm going to drink to Anna. Thank you. Oh, gosh, Logan. Still... Logan's like, uh, Anna's I, I just wasn't expecting it. You know, it took me by surprise a little bit. Yeah. Mine's I'm a little sure. bloody, too. Whoa. Oh, wait. 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 Just... <laughs> it's red Kool Aid. <laughs> oh, man. That was not where I thought it was going to go at all. I, that, was I, I spit that was unscripted. I didn't Holy need any shit. bourbon coming out of my nose today. Thank you for that. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, was a close one. it was a close one for me. I think she's about to pee herself. She got... 
Oh, yeah, weird. she's That's gone. She definitely, she definitely, yeah. she just oh, had it come she... out of her nose. I bet. Are you okay, mom? <laughs> she's gone. All I heard was "oh shit." So, uh... <laughs> oh Anyways, man, that's great. With that, um, with I don't know that. if she's—I don't know if she's still there, but we'll let her give, a, give her a breather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had a bunch of questions shot in, and I know Logan is going to have some questions, me as well, of my own to ask your mother um, about you, and not just about you, but mother questions in general, things we've never really got to ask our own mom. This is someone else's mom. It might be a little easier to get it off the chest. Um, so when she's back, I'm going to, you know, have a couple of ones I'll shout out the people that sent it in to us and, uh, we'll be able to go from there. I mean, my biggest one that I always ask is like, how was Connery as a kid growing up? Was he a shithead? Was, was he a, a spoiled little brat or like, how was Connery or how was raising Connery in general? Let me give you some backstory real quick. So up until the age of like, it was like seven. I was a single child. And then it was probably no five. I was five years old. And then uh, my second sibling came around. I'm the oldest out of five. To put the it parents in need to find a new hobby. I mean, the fucking he my dad always blamed it on the towel in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, she's back. Hey, mom. <laughs> Hello. <You> all right. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have. Drank <laughs> a highly alcoholic. <laughs> Those yeah, buzz balls get yeah. you. We, I've warned Connery about them before. And she tips it on back. Everyone take a shot. Welcome back, Mom. So well, did you hear the question? Yes, I did. Okay, so give the backstory. Was I a little shit? Okay, so um, I'm recently discovering that both Connery and Martha have ODD. So they were odd children growing up. It's oppositional defiance disorder. Uh, Connery was like he literally. I run up and down the stairs. Sorry, you're good. Yeah, take take a deep breath. Deep breath. Deep breath. So we have a wind chime, and even though I told Connery not to touch the wind chime with his tongue, it's got an entire line of skin all the way up it. Is it frozen? It was cold outside. Like he just like almost. Oh no! Look, when you're waiting for the bus stop, you, yeah. Nothing else logically, logically, waiting for the bus, you see the wind chime. You have to stick your tongue to it. You were yeah, triple dog dared, weren't you? No. no. No one had to dare him. That's the thing. No. No. All right. Um, so, so I have a question for you. Okay. So, what was the moment when you knew that Connery wasn't a kid anymore? Ooh, a deep um, question. Huh. He's always been kind of like a um, independent. Like, <clears throat> he's always been motivated to do things that were kind of outside the box. Are you about and to start crying? No, I'm still choking. It's <laughs> <laughs> a strong buzz ball. Yes, it is. Make her laugh. I mean, it's basically drinking lemonade and choking on it. I think I aspirated a little. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, he. (laughs) Okay, so as a kid, he had to kind of grow up. We kind of grew up together because I got pregnant with him in high school, and um, I really didn't know what I was doing. I was the oldest sister of another. She was seven years younger than me. Connery was four and a half when I had his sister. So I did hear that he wasn't five yet. Um, He didn't turn five until later on in the year. Um, 
And he was a very good big brother. He really loved her to pieces. He'd kiss her on the head and he was really excited. I remember when those two were taking a bath once and she said it, uh, he was curious on why her penis had fallen off. <laughs> um, you don't have to put that on there if you don't want to. But oh, no, it's it staying. Yeah, it's staying. I just thought it was hilarious. Um, there's all those little times where he wanted to learn more about what was going on in the world. And he did those little experiments to figure out more about what was going on. Uh, he was like four months old and he had already gotten the programming of the VCR understood that if he pushed it back in, it would automatically rewind to play Barney again. <laughs> I mean, he's Barney. four months. <laughs> so we're going to, I have some questions <laughs> that some people have sent in. Um, and I have to start this one off since we already started talking about penises. Um, so Jake, <laughs> Jake from Sylvania asked, have, have you ever walked in and caught Connery masturbating? Nope. Never. Okay. Nothing was... ever sexual. You ever found his porno mag or anything? Uh, uh, well, that's another story. Oh, well, that's part of the question. I asked it. We got to know now. <laughs> okay. So when he was 15, uh-huh. um, we had... So I've always told people that 15, after going through it twice, 15 is like the hardest age. Even when you're, you know, if you look back at your own 15, it's the hardest time to be a kid because you don't know who loves you. You don't know who you are yet. Um, And understanding what's going on in the world just doesn't make sense. So you, you, you know, find girlfriends, you find boyfriends, you kind of question your parents' loyalty to you, if they love you, if they don't love you, you know, those little things that when you're 15, it's just so scrambled up in your brain. I I tell people, 15 so far, even with my 14-year-old now, I can see little bits of him becoming 15 already, (laughs) where the only thing they really need from you is not to fight with, but they're going to fight with you, and there's no point fighting with a kid because they really don't understand what's going on. Basically, tell them that you love them. Pretend you're a cat and purr because you can't win an argument with them. So when he was 15, uh, we had a, a scare. Um, and he was worried about her being gone when he went to D.C. with his school. They did an eighth grade oh. trip. And um, he, I let him take a phone with him. So I don't know what the time frame was, but back then, the Palm Centros every 15 millibytes it, or 15 minutes, it would re-up the internet. So it would refresh the internet. You know how we have now where it, it, buff, it doesn't buffer as much as it used to. Back in the old days, it would have to buffer every 15 minutes. And he watched YouTube. So I know from experience, he wasn't doing what I say he's doing, but it makes it so much funnier that he was surfing porn and it racked up a $3,495 phone bill. And I like telling people it was porn because, I mean, it was a screen this big. It was one by two inches. I mean, how are you supposed to know if that's a knee or an elbow? <laughs> so to be fair, to be fair, just take uh, a deep breath. To, to take a deep breath, mom. <laughs> um, that was the best three minutes of my life. Okay, I remember in, that until vividly. Warren. It was more than 15, it was more than three minutes that they had to refresh it every fifteen minutes. Yeah, bro, you were talking about like two hours, three hours here of you just no. sitting there with that one by two inch screen. So they charge you per megabyte, right? And Wait, mind and- you, I was probably watching 
I don't even know what I was watching. And it goes Probably back beatboxing. all the way. No, no. Beatboxing porn didn't exist. That wasn't a fetish back then. I wasn't talking then. about porn. <laughs> oh, no. I definitely was watching porn during that time, Mom. Oh, you were? Yeah, so no. I Oh, and I actually, actually thought highly of you thinking it was just you watching beatboxing and kittens on video. And the truth comes out online. Here yeah, we Mom, go. No, and, and it, I... <laughs> You know what? It wasn't in Washington D.C. It was in that bathroom across from the hall from you. I was, <laughs> I was, I vividly remember disconnecting from the internet because I thought I was being tracked and watching porn on that toilet. You were being tracked, though. Little did you yeah, know. Yeah, no, I definitely was. Yeah. His dad's a security expert, so he could have seen where the websites were going. He never did, though. No, he 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 did. He just didn't tell you. Oh fuck! Okay, because I'm into some weird shit. We have one, uh, some more questions. So can't be any worse than your brothers. (laughs) So here's another one from Sally. Sally is from Pennsylvania, and she asked, um, "What was the most frustrating moment as a mom? Like, what did you ever have some absolutely frustrating moments with Connery, where you were just about to like?" Before we get into that. Before we get into that, let's everyone take a shot because we're not getting into this the normal format. We're we're having moms on. This is this is the Mother's Day special, man. And uh, everyone, take a shot. Have a good drink. Oh, I just spilled that on myself. Um. Anyways, yeah, mom. Any any frustrations you want to let out? Um. I I, I honestly. A lot of everything you did was, as a kid was frustrating because. I mean, son of a bitch. Think about it. I mean, so when you were two, not even two, you were like 15 months old. Nanny had given us these chairs that when you unzip the back of them, they would have little tiny beads in them. And you would throw those beads all over the house. And we had two of those chairs. So after that, I never taught my kids how to do zippers, how to do doorknobs, and how to do locks. Because I knew if they knew how to do it, they would do it. Um, The flour, he would get into the flour all the time. The cocoa powder, he'd get into it, and it would be everywhere. One time he got into my whiteout and had little tiny whiteout footprints all over my house. Um, Okay, back when you guys were babies, they had these Lego blocks called chubs. They were diaper wipes. And I bought them constantly until I learned there was alcohol in them. And then I stopped buying them. But he had an entire, so we had really big, huge walk-in closets, a queen size bed fit in one of them. And we had his closet with a twin bed in it. And it had all these little shelves in it and all these little Lego, not Legos, but those blocks of chubs. One time I went in there and he had peed in every single one of them. Look, when you have a dick, oh my God. it's a whole different story, I would imagine, than having a girl. Oh. I mean, to be fair, to be I fair. always my, my father always fair. used to tell always used to tell me the story where he was cleaning my diaper and I peed right and I was peeing and I was going across the room and my mom's yelling at him like, "Why aren't you going to block it with another diaper?" And he's like, "Why waste another diaper? Just let the man finish." Oh, that's a valid point. <laughs> they got a huge fight over that. That's when I always had like a uh, I, I would always have a diaper wipe and I would use it to tuck it under so that way it would go in the diaper immediately. Girls are just as bad. Um, like when I would change Megan, hers would go straight out of the top and it would be everywhere all the time. She was the worst when it was coming to changing diapers. 
Connery wasn't too bad. He's, he was dry from 7 o'clock at night until in the morning. So Mike actually start taking it, started taking his diapers off at night, and he would sleep without any, any of his diapers on, which was probably, you know, scary for me, but he did pretty good. There's, sorry, there's a stink bug flying around me. Logan, I, I, yeah, I have a question for you. What would you have named Connery if he was the opposite gender? Oh, she knows that one. I do? Yeah, you told me it before. It was. Um... I knew you were gonna be. I knew you were gonna be a boy when you were four, like I was four months pregnant. Oh, you said you had names picked out. Um, I had. Well, I mean, I miscarried once, and I had names picked out for that. So I tried to stall naming you until I was further along. Reasonable. I mean, I I waited with uh, Lauren and I now since we know what the gender is and we know it's a healthy baby. Um, we've. We've got a compiled list of like 20 different names for Oh, you're going to name it Paul. You shouldn't have. <laughs> Paul, Paula. <laughs> I was actually thinking Pauline Bartholomew the, the second. Who's <laughs> the first? So, um, Logina. There isn't. It's just a fuck with people. So Connery's name came to be and Connery just kind of hit my head. I was what, 18 years old. I was still in high school. Um, we were there with my friend Angie, who was Connery's first kiss. Oh, <laughs> that was, was gonna like, be my next question. <laughs> he was like old, and he gave her a kiss. It was too cute. So it's my turn now. I'd like okay. to ask a question to my own mom. I, I never did fan- finish his one question about when did oh. I think you were an adult for growing oh. up. Yeah. Okay. What you got? Okay. So probably when he was about seventeen. Okay. So Fair he enough. had had <clears throat> he had uh, quit his job at Wendy's and started working at Starbucks. And yeah, he, he he had a big head on his shoulders. He was always going out and trying to make money. That hasn't yeah. changed. Hustler <laughs> life, oh. motherfuckers. Okay, Young sorry. Man. I, I I just I, that one was sit, still sitting on my head. So I'm gonna ask this question. I already know the answer to it, but it's my turn. I want to ask a question, Mom. Who's your favorite child? Honestly, I hate to tell you this, but it's probably Kevin. Fucking Christ, come on. (laughs) He's my baby. That's not fair. He's the youngest mom. He's my baby. The most prepared. She was the most prepared for him. She already had four other tries. He was my baby. He was planned. (laughs) He was... was (laughs) Fucking Christ. The truth comes out. All right, Connery. So we won't drink, but you go ahead and drink, buddy. I yeah, you need, you're gonna need it. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna drink. So yeah, let's get into the. Can, so Megan's my favorite girl, and then, but I mean, your dad. I'm otherwise, I don't really have a favorite. You guys are all pretty good kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we financially, I'm the easiest. Financially, no, you weren't the easiest though until your dad had lost his you, job. You remember that three thousand dollars, Connery? Shut up, Logan. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> He paid that off though with a lot of free babysitting. I did. I, I accidentally, work. I accidentally broke my sister's arm during that babysitting. Yeah, he did. Uh, How she, much did that cost? <laughs> uh, well, we had insurance, so it was probably free. Uh, emotional damage, though. She's still pissed about it. Emotional <laughs> damage. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking right, hell! Uh, did you have a? Did you have another question? No, I'm good. I, I just want to know the favorite because I, I still have more people, so it's up to you guys. Uh that was a good question. When was though, the Logan. first time? When was the first time you heard Connery curse? 
I'm curious. Actually, we can make it if you don't remember that. Like a real curse or just like the accident kid curse? Like actual, Any like of them. he cursed because he was upset about something or something like that. Hmm. Or did he ever curse at you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember when he was upset about his phone bill. And I was pissed because I had been saving that money to go on a United States tour with him and his siblings. And I'd been saving that money for over a year. I mean, that was a lot of money for us back then. And we were going to do all the stuff that his dad and I just finished doing a couple weeks ago. Anyway, we were going to go travel across the world and see my mom, who had just had a stroke the year before and almost died. He had the gall to call me a puta. Oh, my goodness, Connery. Look, and I learned, he looked I learned like, Spanish, early. <laughs> He looked like he was about ready to punch me because of me telling him that I was, because he was mad that I wouldn't give him a cell phone. I took his cell phone away. I took his computers away. I took everything that I knew meant something to him away. No, no RuneScape, Mom? I was livid. I, and he, he actually, uh, and I don't think he understood exactly what that meant. And I'm like, wait a second. No, I am not a Buddha. I am married. I have never had sex with anybody else other than your father since we've been married and known each other. And I was like, I just went off on him. I was like, my mom almost died and you've taken the ability for me to see her again. And you have the gall to call me a bad name. Get into something a little bit more funny. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm a little still pissed it about it. <laughs> I can see no, where she doesn't hold favorite. a grudge. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> But I mean, otherwise, um, okay, the funny story. Okay, so his dad and I and him, Mike used to travel for his trips. And we were going to Minneapolis, the Mall of America. And then we were also going to, um, we were just driving around. And he was about two. Uh, he was talking and still developing, like finding pieces of his body and stuff. And we accidentally, it was right after LA, a little girl and a, their family had gone down an alley the wrong way and the car got shot up. So it was scary when we accidentally went down this road in Chicago and Mike's going, fuck, 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 fuck. Sorry about the language on the podcast. Anyway, <laughs> you should, you should all, listen to us more often. <laughs> all of a sudden in the background, I hear this little two-year-old almost going, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're still on the trip and it was like a two week trip. We went to Minneapolis. We went to Sault Ste. Marie. We went all over the place for Mike's work. And, um, this other time, Mike's like, you know, I've really got to go to the bathroom. I have got to go to the bathroom so bad my balls hurt. Well, you know, later on, Connery asks me where his balls are. I was like, you've got two of them. They're down there. He's like, oh, okay. Well, this one day I'm getting ready for, <laughs> this one's a good one. I'm getting ready for work. And so I'm sitting there putting my makeup on. And Connery comes in, butt naked, holding both of his balls in his hands. And he says, I found them and I've got two of them. <laughs> God, I hate this. <laughs> that was my favorite story. <laughs> Wait, great. what about what about the Pikachu story? Oh well, um, my kids didn't really wear clothes. They wore their underwear throughout the house. It was like they'd always get, they'd always strip. I don't know why. It it was just most kids I, do. They're just like exactly. screw it. I'm taking the so, clothes off. Connor constantly had his hands in his pants, and we had bought him some Pikachu underwear because he was using the potty again, and he kept putting his hands in his pants. I was like, would you stop doing that? Pikachu is going to jump out. Uh. <laughs> and he stopped. He stopped walking around the house wearing them. I know this one time he was asked, oh, I won't tell that one. Never mind. No, you can, you can tell it. You oh, as well. I realized when he stopped 
change in his underwear. <laughs> and he would constantly walk around with underwear. I stopped buying him white ones after that. <laughs> no. Oh, they're always better the second day, huh, Connery? <laughs> I need a drink more. Once he started liking, yeah. when he started Take liking drink, girls, buddy. he. <laughs> oh man, this when is. When he started good. liking girls, he stopped. Everyone, take a shot, like, please, for me. Take a shot, I'll please. A shot. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so this uh, this next question's uh, from Seth in Tennessee, and he says, uh, "At any point, did you know you were ready to have kids?" No. Never. No. That's why they're surprises. Uh, every single one of your kids, even if they're planned, they're surprises. Good to know. You're never prepared until you've had them. I mean, until you actually have that child on your hands, you're not prepared. Thank God mothers produce milk because I, I think that makes it a little bit easier to get closer to the child. And I suffered from postpartum depression for all five of them, his sister more so than him. And having that and that bond that you get while you're nursing and stuff is just, that's, it's almost irreplaceable, I think. I mean, those are the only moments I really miss is when I was nursing the, ch the kids, but kids, you're just not ready for them. Thank God when they're little, you literally could put them in a drawer and they'll be okay. Not closed. Good to, good to Did know. you put Connery in a drawer? <laughs> is there something we need to know? No, but I mean, he would, you know, we put him in a bat laundry basket when I had to carry him from upstairs to downstairs. We lived in an apartment that was three floors up and had no elevator. I'd put him in a laundry basket if I was doing laundry and stuff because it was just easier to carry him up. Have you laundry, baby? Hey, mom, I've got a question for you. Okay. Have you have you ever dropped me on my head? Nope, never. I never dropped any of you. Wow. Wow. You're better than my family. Five yeah, for five. Um, my, my sister, <laughs> I did. Um, multiple times, I think. Wait, 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 wait. Backstory. So you're you carried your sister as a. I as was she seven was and a half. Yeah, I was seven and a half. My mom made me do everything. I basically was my mom, my sister's kind of second mom. Huh. She was. You, had, um, a little, you had a little preparation. She was an alcoholic, then. so most of the time my mom was passed out on the couch. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so we got any more questions? I've got more I can ask. You know? Oh, no, I got I got plenty. I was going to say pretty much. I know Logan's probably heard this story for me. When David uh, was born, my mom introduced him to me and I was, you know, we're 22 months apart. And she's like, hey, this, you know, Paul, this is your brother, David. And I walk up to him or up to my mom and I, I, I go to grab like look like i'm gonna go grab david or like give him a hug and i grab him and i throw him down like i pull him out of her arms and throw him down that she explains was so much exactly so pissed um so when you said like you never dropped him i was like yeah i purposely made my mom drop david but our, our siblings i mean i can see that but i mean and that's what, another reason why i never let the kids hold the babies when they were born i mean i knew how i was as a kid and it wasn't that i meant to hurt my sister or anything like that it was just kind of accidents and I really didn't really drop her much. I mean, it was more, I was holding her because my mom had to go to the bathroom. It was probably the first time, much. now that I'm older, it was, you know, she had to go to the bathroom and it was probably the first time she actually had the chance to go to the bathroom. And I'm holding my sister and her head bumps on the doorknob. And I was like, oh, she didn't cry. So I did it again. I was like, and she started crying. And my mom was just so pissed. Jesus Christ, mom. <laughs> 
Um, I, you know, as I'm older, I realize the door probably actually didn't hit her. It probably hit my elbow the first time. That's why she didn't cry. <laughs> like, just so, double check and make sure she's alive real quickly. Just nudge it. I've got a question. So, okay. are you excited to become a grandmother for the first I time? I am. I'm yeah. scared, though, because, I mean, I, like, when my, my nieces and nephews and stuff, you know, being there with them when they're little, I have this incredible bond with Sebastian and, and Ari, and, but I don't have that same kind of bond with Matthew and Lauren. So I'm worried. So cousins, so cousins on your, your side and cousins on dad's side is what you're right. Yeah. Right. So I don't, that I don't know how the bond is going to be with you guys living so far away. And I think that has me a little, I'm a little bit worried about that. I don't, I don't think you should be really worried about that because I know eventually there's going to be a point in time where we're going to be next to each other. I have a feeling that's going to end up happening down the road. Um, but it, Lauren and I've already talked about that as being we want to make sure that the grandmothers are there, you know, and part of the child's life. I mean, even though we're so far away, what you got, Paul? So, so that being said, this always happens. But if say you know later down the road, you guys are all near each other. Are you going to at all try or, you know, get competitive to be the uh, the cool grandparents? Oh, gosh, yes. Because it happens. No matter oh, what you do, it happens. I can definitely see me pulling up in the Jeep and wanting to go, you know, take her out. <laughs> Sorry, oh, it's a new commercial out there right now. <laughs> I have I have a terrifying fear personally with other people's kids of, like, hurting them or, like, damaging them or saying something that I shouldn't have said. And I'm wondering, like, as a first-time parent, did you have any of those concerns? And, like, how often did you think about that? And I'm sure Connery probably is thinking the same thing, but... So... They're like parrots, okay, right? They so, just repeat well, everything you say. Well, I mean, okay, so there are things that I wish my kids did not know as soon as they did know it. Like, I told you I didn't let them learn how to do certain things like zippers and doorknobs and that kind of stuff because of I wanted to right. protect them. But there is way too much out there that you cannot protect a kid from everything that's being said. And I think that's what makes Connery so accepting of other people because he has had that ability to see everything. I mean, we grew up in, like, downtown Toledo. I mean, that is... We left four months hot. later... Oh, yeah, four months later after Little we Detroit. left, our, our old house was broken into and by a gun. And I know there was times where our dog saved us from our house getting, you know, broken into. We had 175-pound Great Pyrenees. I mean, can you imagine this big white bear coming up to you and barking? So, I mean, there was a time when Connery watched a scary movie with our um, one babysitter. What was her name? Um, I can't remember her name. She, oh, uh, Ronnie. Ronnie, um, and she she told me she watched like Poltergeist or something with you or The Ring with you guys, and that scared the shit out of me because I was afraid you guys, you know, would have been scared about it. But then I realized you guys didn't even pay attention to it. Martha did more so than you did. I think you were more playing probably with other things, watching TV or something. But um, when your sister moved back home, some of the things she has no filter, and her, uh, you know, she was me do. Um, and her filter and lack thereof for your brothers, who are completely different than you three. So the older three versus the younger two, 
I've tried to keep the younger two in a little bit more of a bubble, kind of, because when we live in the country, they didn't have that exposure of the city. And when Martha moved back, there's a lot of things that I was worried would cause those two, your younger brothers, to see things in a different way. But I am so proud of how mature they are about understanding that what she says does not mean that's appropriate speak. And they understand that some of the stuff that she or you, you do even, I mean, they've, they've got judgments for everybody anymore. So it's like, it's, it's nice seeing them develop as adults as they get older. And I mean, yeah. Let me ask you a quick question. So when did you first notice that either I or, you know, my other siblings first started developing their own opinions? Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Um, food uh, and not wanting to eat certain foods. What? Uh, I, I know was, I, was, I was heavily against canned pears. I, I never point. knew that. I never knew that because you would eat yeah, them. You, f- you fucking force fed them to oh, me. Oh, I oh, of that. course I did because it was cheap. And yeah. I thought they so, were good. Was yeah. he a picky eater? Was Connie, Connery an extremely picky eater? Or he was not a really? trash can. That's how I was. I feel that. I always yeah. heard the firstborns don't care. They just eat everything. Yeah, he was a trash can. Um, his sister didn't eat vegetables, but she loved fruit. Um, the third one, she doesn't like chicken. Um, wow. Or other meats because of the texture. And Cav will eat pretty much anything. I, I'm actually surprised with some of the foods that he will eat. Um, and then Corb. Corb's never liked the texture of meat, even when he was a newborn. When he was well, not a newborn, but when he was like one, and he started actually eating food, he didn't like the texture of meat, like chicken. And but they like soybeans, so I put a lot of. I learned how to hide vegetables, really well. Um, but yeah, he was a trash can. So, you're gonna be a grandmother, you know. Uh, come August, I'm gonna have a kid. Is there any pr- any pro tips you could tell? us any expecting fathers or mothers or our listeners yeah for our listeners that you could say look the first three months this is what you're going to expect no sleep limited times (laughs) for food take a shower with the baby and something that the baby can sit on the floor floor of the shower the baby will be fine at your feet um you'll be using a lot of johnson and johnson shampoo because you don't want it to get in the baby's eyes um, buy lots and lots of bulk diaper wipes. Those you're going to go through a lot of. Um, drink a lot of fluids because you're not going to, I mean, you're going to get tired. And the first thing that goes is your, your skin. Yeah. Um, lots of water. Lot of stress. Stress, water. Um, and please, for the love of God, make sure she has some time to herself. I didn't yeah. get any time to myself. Your dad was gone, and then he'd come home and play video games. I mean, I, I, I just... And then he'd get mad if I left for 20 minutes. And I, it just... And he wouldn't get mad at anybody in particular. It was just, you know, he, he didn't know how to show his stress. And being able to know that you can trust your child being home with their father is helpful. Yeah, I definitely think that's something that I inherited is being able to show my stress. Lauren has been a godsend on the sense of she knows when I'm stressed. She can recognize it and she's able to ask me what's going on and, you know, dial me down and say, get to the point of the stress. So I think that's something that I'm able to improve on. But 
Um, I would definitely say you not show her stress as well. And she is going to want to do oh, it all and yeah. be a superwoman. And you're going to have to take her to take your daughter and do stuff yeah. with them. Daddy, you know, daddy dates. I mean, they're amazing. And don't do it at nap time. That's just going to ruin your entire day. What do you, what, what and, do you mean by that? Okay. So babies, even if they don't take naps and like Lauren and Martha didn't take naps, Lauren, your cousin, um, between 10 and 5 p.m. is going to be hell hour. They don't take, if they don't take naps, then that's just pure hell for the mom. But if they do, they'll take a nap from 10 to like noon. And then again, up from one to like five or three to three to five. Their bedtimes do not, I mean, if they wake up at five o'clock, their, their, de- their bedtimes are not going to be screwed up. Everybody told me, well, I don't let him sleep past six because then he bed at eight. They go to bed at eight. You just have to make sure you've got a consistent schedule. I didn't have bedtimes for you guys until um, one of your dad's friends told me that I was like, how do you get them to go to bed early? And he was like, well, my wife and I need the peace. So I was like, I never thought about it that way. Martha and you would stay up till at like 11 o'clock at night. So then I started that. If you guys would start fighting at seven o'clock was my limit at seven o'clock. If you guys started fighting seven thirty was you guys would go to bed as soon as you guys started fighting and seven thirty was normally the limit. And I remember the one time at school and the teachers asked what time you go, go to bed because they were worried about your grades. And I was like, you were like seven thirty. What time did you wake up? Seven. And they were like completely shocked that you went to bed so early, but we're still doing so bad in school. Yeah, I completely lied. So I, I actually stayed up. Um, you 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 probably don't know this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. I, so you know I, that I he's ratting on himself now. <laughs> so there he was this. Out. You would sneak out all the time. I know. So the staircase. There was this jacket that was on the staircase at all times, and I would once you guys, you and Dad went to bed. It was like twelve. Sometimes it was eleven. Sometimes it was one. I would hide at the staircase underneath the jacket i'd watch you guys go up the staircase and i'd sneak to my computer and watch anime i'd watch inuyashu and then around 5 30 in the morning i would i would watch it come live on air and um i'd watch like adult swim and stuff like that throughout the night um but i pulled a lot of 24 hour nighters just all night long i just watched stuff learn stuff on youtube um, and YouTube was very new at that time. And, uh, yeah, I watched a lot of that shit while you guys were up in bed. And then whenever you guys were coming downstairs, I'd turn it off and I'd hide in that room. And I, because I knew you guys were coming down for some reason, I knew you heard something and I would just disappear. <laughs> we were coming down because we, you know, and we needed something to drink. Yeah. Yeah. The good old times. What you got, yeah, Paul? So we have another question. Uh, this one's from Liz in Minnesota. She asked, if uh, you could give your younger self advice, what would it be now? Oh. Me? Yeah. yeah. Not take school as seriously. <clears throat> what do, wow, what do you mean our listeners that? aren't going to let Yeah, they're not going to like I that know, one. <laughs> I know. And um, so a lot of my childhood trauma is because of school. Um, me not doing well in school. And um, when my kids got older, that would be one of the things I would be like, don't take school so seriously. It 
they do learn to read eventually, even though they have so many problems and you can get them as much help as possible, but you can't beat yourself up, beat yourself up over other people's views. Yeah, I think I will also say the same that my biggest regret about schooling growing up is I, I was always really good at school, but I took it like I got good grades. I'll say that, but I didn't pay attention. You know, like I, I wasn't paying attention in class and I should have taken it less seriously and not been so worried about making the grades and making so-and-so proud, like grandparents, parents proud. I definitely wish that I had taken more time to explore options and talk to people and learn from other people because once you're an adult, they just, they, they don't tell you this until you graduate. They just kind of throw you out and they tell you to figure it out. And so figuring out those people skills that I could have learned more of in school was was my biggest regret. I wish I had taken school less seriously. See, and I guess me looking back on mine is like, I'm kind of the opposite. I would feel like I would tell myself not to care what other people think so much because I cared about being in all these different cliques and having too many people like me. Um, I was a very social guy. I had a lot of friends, but I always cared what people think. And if I would say, look back on, I'd be like, don't, don't care so much what people think. You do you, have fun, meet the friends you have and don't, don't stress over what everybody thinks of you and try to go out of your way to please them so much. Teachers are very hard, though. When you have a teacher sitting there telling you what you need to do with your child, it's very hard to disagree. Did I tell you guys about I think I told you. We might have talked about it on the, the podcast. Miss Bahamakos? No. Uh, did I, did I, tell I don't you think about, so. About her? I thought we talked about it. I swear we talked about it. But this teacher told my mom I got good grades in her class, but I had ADHD, so I was constantly tapping my foot, tapping my pencil, um, speaking out of term, like not raising my hand, and because I knew the answer, and I was like, nobody else has their hand raised, I'm just going to say the answer out loud. She hated it. So she called my parents and told them that they needed to have a meeting. So I got sat down with my parents, with this teacher, and the teacher goes, he will never go to college, he will never be successful. Your son is a menace to society. And my mom looked her in the face and responded with expletives. And then we left. <laughs> and so I think every parent has those moments, though. Like I had a teacher, too. Uh, that same thing, you know, I was ADD. I'd always be leaning back in my chair and stuff. And I turned in a bunch of homework, you know, late all at once. And he called her saying that I didn't turn anything in. And I got grounded for four months. My mom grounded me for four months for that. Come the end of the school year, he called me in and said that he found it all and he adjusted my grade. My mom drove up to the school and cussed him out in front of everyone in our social studies class. So I remember and, and wholeheartedly, I think she is the biggest influential teacher of my life is Miss Ballard. She was an absolute cunt to me and my friend group right we always had it there was this recess right and during recess everyone else is out outside playing on the jungle gym and shit like that but they the bad students we had to stand on the wall i think out of all of the school days i was probably only allowed on the recess pad 15 times throughout the entire school year Aww. and and to look back at it if I was to see that woman in public, it wouldn't be something that is derogative or anything like that is 
I think she made it very influential because out of all those, out of all the women that I've experienced um, throughout school, Miss Ballard was my fourth grade teacher. She showed me what it meant to actually fucking sit down and pay attention. I mean, she was a very influential cunt to my life. And I appreciate that wholeheartedly. I mean, she was, she makes a huge difference to my life, but I have to ask you, mom, mm. have to ask you what teacher hated me the most and made it apparent while I was growing up. Oh, she's sitting back she's and thinking. thinking, she's thinking, which one should I go with? <laughs> yeah. right. I, I have a list in my Honestly, head. Honestly, honey, a lot of I, don't, hated me. I don't think any teachers hated you. You were so charismatic and you were so easy to talk to that. Well, you were talking about Miss Ballard. You didn't mention about the teacher conference your dad and I had with her. What do you mean? You don't remember? No. Okay, so we our teachers, your dad actually went to the conferences with me at that time. So we go to the conference and he, she's talking and she's like, Sean just didn't know this. Sean didn't know that. And she, he just doesn't listen to me when I call him. And I'm getting kind of tired of his behavior when he doesn't listen to me when I'm talking to him. And your dad just calmly says, maybe that's because his name's not Sean. Yeah, that's your fault. <laughs> Naming me Connery and the old woman. She's like, it's Sean Connery, isn't it? Oh, jeez. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> his name's I remember that. The Sean. One, but Mrs. Kenichley would probably be the one I kind of stand the most. Oh, and Mrs. Kanegi. Those two. Which one was, which one was Miss Kanegi? Um, she was like a substitute. But I grew up, well, you guys grew up with her constantly calling you guys stupid and idiots and dumb and not going to want you to amount to stuff. And that I could teacher, sue the school for that shit now. Man, well, she's not there anymore. But yeah, but back then it wasn't something, it was just too much for me. But I don't like I mean, confrontation. So that's, that's always been my kind of problem. I know they're never going to listen to this, but Miss Hildebrand, Miss Gooch, Miss Hildebrand, uh, did I what? say Hildebrand? Did you just say Miss Gooch? Gooch. Uh, oh. Miss Gooch was my eighth grade English teacher, and she reminded me so much of my nanny. To give you backstory, my nanny, um, she isn't what Americans think as like a, a babysitter. Nanny is grandma in, um, in English terminology. Um she reminded me so much of my grandma. And when she commented on my post uh, on Facebook, I was like, you know what? I really appreciate your input. This is a woman that I, she gave me money during my graduation. I love this woman, but those are some, my, all of my English teachers, except for miss, um, miss Kirk. We made her cry. Oh, they, oh, they all had, I thought it was King. Is it Kirk? It's Kirk. Yeah. Okay. We made, they made her cry. Yeah, we made her cry because there was like 23 boys and one or two girls in that class. And the t the principal came down and said, boys, I know you're going through stuff. We're going to have to have the birds and the bee talk about boobs and about vagines. So and is that when you Connery had his first birds and the bee talk or did you have it with him? Oh, <laughs> that I was funny. So... <laughs> Um, my birds in the beats talk with all the kids was showing them a wrapper of OB tampons. <laughs> Opening oh tampons. The wrapper. Yeah. So, so that way they knew there was three holes instead of just two. Three holes. What are we talking about? Connery, you're birds almost about to be, you're about to be a father. You know, there's three holes. 
the bee, We're, the birds and the bees, because you guys, because you thought we pooped the baby out, basically. And I'm like, try to I explain that. You don't. <laughs> Connor's Do you like, see you the size of me and my wife? My wife is going to end up pooping that baby out. Things going to hurt. end up pooping. That's for sure. Hey, Ooh. honey, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, she's tiny. She probably will be okay. And if it's t and the ultrasounds will show. Yeah. But I mean, you only get to be the, you know, the women only get to be like 10 centimeters and Connery's head circumference was 16. It took until I was, oh gosh, I was working at Ponderosa the second Ponderosa. time. So he would have been, and I, I saw a melon. So I thought I'd measure it to see what 16 centimeters look like. And I finally did. And then I, um, when I had his brother, I realized the heads don't grow that fast. So I thought he was born with a 10, you know, but no, 16 centimeters. He was two weeks late. You just but, used a, a unit of measurement that I've never heard before in my entire life. Okay, what so, is a uh, centimeter? Okay, so <laughs> when, the, when the babies are, when you're pregnant and you start to dilate, they call it centimeters. So there's the fingertip, different, different fingertips, and then there's 10 centimeters, which is just a centimeter, but they call it centimeters for some reason. Oh, I, I didn't know that. What? We're all learning okay. something today. I think. I could be wrong, but it's a, it's a medical terminology. So basically... I'm Googling it. Yeah. <laughs> Google it, Logan. Please so, Google it. I only have one screen. We're going to go ahead and just hop right into everyone take a drink. And yes. while you're taking a drink, mom... I want you to tell the most embarrassing story of me before we end tonight's podcast. Oh, we're already I I over. Already I did. have so many more. You already did. There's I nothing I... else. Oh, let me think. Uh, oh, I remember this one time. Um, so, um, shit. I don't think I've ever been able to embarrass you. I mean, I, mean, I we grew up with you. Yeah, so we we've always had this like banter back before us. We'd say a word and somebody would come up with a different word and it drives your father nuts when I do it to him. But me and him, Connery and I can just, we can banter back and forth by just saying one word to each other back and forth. And, um, you know, like little things where, you know, we'll be walking down the aisles of the Kroger's and stuff and he's looking for something and like a leave. And I, I'm like, I found him, Connery. I found your little blue pills and I'll throw them over the aisles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll roll down windows and ask people, random people, if they have any gray poupon. I mean, <laughs> so I do the same shit with Lauren, and she's like, I don't understand how you're so comfortable with people in public. I was like, It's my mom. It's my mom. I think uh, I'm starting to understand now because a sonometer is the French, the French, Jesus, a sonometer is the French pronunciation for centimeter. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it makes sense. So yeah. You guys, you guys are are you tricking me right now? Am I? Yeah. We're, we're, are you it, messing it's with a me? Throwing for your gray poupon, man. <laughs> so well, no, I'm just uh, that's how the doctors always say it is centimeter, and they don't say centimeter. So I know Connery is you know you're at what four years into marriage. Um, one of our guests or our, our listeners, uh, Jackie, asked. Uh, she's from here in Columbus. She asked, uh, "What is what is a key to uh, key to marriage? A happy marriage? Major key alert. Mom. Yes, dear. 
Both of you. You're the only two that are married. So oh, what's a key um, to a happy marriage? Communication. Yes, no. She, That's not even not even yes, dear. It's from what I have seen. So? It's, it's <laughs> shut up, mom. <laughs> um from 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 my perspective is uh, my wife is in a different industry completely from what I am. And I know that industry completely consumes her life other than what she experiences at home. So I at least show an attempt of interest into what she does. You know, I ask the questions about the drama at work, all of the shit that's going on with pedicures and manicures and things like that. And I've learned a lot. I, I know a lot more than an average guy when it comes to a pedicure, a manicure, a gel coat, a top coat, all of this shit. And I actually generally, I generally enjoy listening to my wife talk about her life because my life and her life, two completely separate things, because the majority of her life is at work. Majority of my life is at work. And I think, um, at least for my side, communication's completely huge listening and not only listening, but actually being able to ask the questions of interpretate, uh, interpretation of what things mean because she's she says shit that goes over my head like i'll be honest and honey i know you're listening i love you she got her hair dyed and i did not recognize it and i i was like oh they took the highlights of your blonde a little darker and she was like that's not the proper terminology and i was like oh, i'm i i'm sorry i explained that to me and she explained it to me and now i understand these are things that for me i think make a happy marriage but i'm also I, I, I am in a position where I am isolated from family and friends, and she is my best friend. She is my my lover. She is somebody that I she's the only person I have to talk to if the Internet goes out. Right. And I think I found that as being comforting to me. Um, I, I'm sure her opinion is completely different, but uh, that's me. Mom, what you got? You and dad have been together since I was a bastard child. So. <laughs> What you got? Um, that helps that he's cute. Um, we're sexy. This sh- we're, we are a sexy I, I, I breed. Did, I did prote- produce very, very beautiful children. I, I agree. Um, not biased at all. Not no, at all. Not, not at all. Um, Thanks, mom. I'm blushing. Oh, embarrassing. I know. When oh, we shit. went on that trip to New Mexico. Oh, to Albuquerque on the train? <laughs> no, on the car ride. Oh yes, it's like yes, every yes. five minutes he was. He, he, every five minutes we'd stop someplace, and they were like, "No, your husband, my son. No, your husband. No, my son." Yeah. So <laughs> backstory: Whenever we stopped at the Cracker Barrel at the nearest exit, everyone was like, "Oh, your your son or your husband." And I, I from the age of twelve, I've basically <laughs> been able to grow facial hair and chest hair. I've always been kind of kind of manly. <laughs> Yeah, motherfucker. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't use motherfucker on Mother's Day. Come on now. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Or when talking about confusing you for her husband, but. Yeah. But uh, um... we had a massive car accident and trying to convince the cops that he was my son. That was that was fun because each one of the cops assumed he was my husband. We went to the caves and this old lady was like, your husband's so good with those kids, with your kids. I was like, you mean his brothers? You mean my son? hey guys and with that thank you guys so much for listening to drunk discussions podcast you can find us wherever podcasts can be found please do share with your friends we're growing super fucking rapidly 
Uh, we've got products and merch. You can find us on Redbubble. You can follow us on uh, what Facebook, TikTok, all social media platforms. Everything. Yeah, you name it. Take it away, Paul. So with that being said, Susan, thank you for joining us. It was great hey, having you on. We loved your input, and we loved embarrassing Connery. So we might have to do oh, this again always. come Mother's Day again. You know, you are always I, welcome. I think I've had too much to drink already. Yeah, you got to lay off those buzz balls. They're for you guys. <laughs> they knock you on your ass. So with that, thank you guys. Thank and you everyone, guys for listening. Have a great week. Happy Mother's Day, and Mom, I love you. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you so much for joining your dumbass son's podcast. And roll that outro. Airway, 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 airway. <laughs>